Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me soon to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today on the podcast, we are going to continue our first round series preview with Amy Rothenberger of Locked On Capitals. Uh, also, a couple news and notes from practice on Thursday. Uh, before we get to that, let me remind you to please hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, uh, listen, and enjoy. You won't want to miss next week's episodes as we uh, take a look at each game in this first round playoff series. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can follow along at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we're at Locked On Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. I'm planning to go on Locker Room possibly um, prior to Game 1. So be sure to keep it locked on Locked, or at LO Boston Bruins for an announcement as to when I will be going live on there. Uh, Just to let you know, Thursday at practice, Charlie Coyle was back on the ice. After missing the final four games of the regular season with an upper body injury, he returned to the third line right wing spot alongside Shaw Corrali and Nick Ritchie. Uh, looked good and should be good to go for game one tomorrow night. Andre Kasha did not skate after suffering an upper body injury in his return to action on Monday. He missed nearly four months with a concussion before leaving in the second period of Boston's win that night with what Cassidy termed as more of a conditioning issue than something related to his head injury. Nothing's changed there, Cassidy said. He's not skating, not skating with the taxi squad until they have something more. That's how he'll be classified, kind of day-to-day, not available for Game 1. We'll see where he goes from there. Uh, It's been a lot of wait and see, and that's where they are back again. It's kind of weird that they said it's not related to his Head injury, it's a conditioning issue. You'd think if he needed to get his conditioning up that he'd be skating at least with the taxi squad. But that's the situation at this point. So the lines in practice on Thursday, top two lines, nothing changes there. Marsha and Bergeron Pasternak, Hall Krejci Smith, Richie Corrali Coyle. And the fourth line was DeBrusque, Lazar, and Wagner with Frederick and Kuhlman rotating in and out on defense. Matt Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy, Mike Riley, Brandon Carlo, Jeremy Lozon, Kevin Miller. And that's the expected lineup for Game 1 against the Washington Capitals. Uh, as long as, uh, you know, nothing nothing crazy happens here in practice on Friday. So with all that said, let's get to Part 2 of my chat with Amy Rothenberger of Locked On Capitals. Where we continue to preview this first round series. And I give a prediction Uh, near the end as well we're picking things up here as a reminder in a discussion about washington capitals uh goaltending so the plan was bring in henrik lundquist have him Mm -hmm. serve as a backup and a mentor to samsonov who is clearly the heir apparent after brady braden holpe leaves in free agency well all of a sudden a heart surgery for henrik lundquist ended all that 
So then we said, all right, are we going to bring in another, you know, goalie in free agency or at the trade deadline? If we want to make good, nope, we're going to stick with Vanacek and Samsonov. And we did pick up Craig Anderson in free agency as sort of that kind of veteran presence for the goalie. I don't want to say tandem, but threesome. And he's played, what, three games, I think, total? And he's only started two? And that's fine, because when you've got two young rookies, they've really essentially been playing as a 1A and 1B with two exceptions. Number one, when Samsonov was out with COVID protocol, he was out for a good month. Like, he had COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he had to recover from COVID. And he said he had problems walking up and down the stairs and breathing. Mm. And he's, they're both young. They're both 25 years old. And so um, he was out for about a month. And during that month, Vanacek started all those games. Mm-hmm. And before the season started, and I knew this was the tandem, my initial thought was I'd seen them both down in Hershey for quite some time. And I thought that Vanacek really could give Samsonov a run for his money because they really were played as a tandem in Hershey as well. And look, I've never played hockey. I've just been watching it for, you know, 30 years of my life. And it just, the eye test said to me that Vitek Vanacek had a much better presence in net, had much more of his wits about him, sort of those icy vein kind of things you hear about goalies. Right. Whereas Samsonov, and it might just be their playing style, but Samsonov's style is much more... Sort of, sort of like a Jonathan Quick, Mark Andre Fleury. Let's flop around and see <laughs> if I can stop some pucks, kind of style. And um, that kind of style makes me nervous as a fan. <laughs> right. But um, you know, that's what I thought. And then this COVID thing happened in January, and I was like, well, if Vitek's gonna gonna step up, he's gonna step up, and he has the most wins in an NHL season by a rookie this season. Um, which a lot of folks don't know, but he does. And um, and now Samsonov is back on COVID protocol again. And that makes me nervous for several reasons. Number one, he was in a situation that exposed him to being put on COVID <laughs> protocol. Yeah. Number two, he's had COVID before. Yeah. How does that work? Um, so does he have it again? Because it's been a while right and you know there's you and i are both very familiar with fan conspiracy theories and this <laughs> yeah. truly is a fan conspiracy theory and that is all that it is but i will say that the 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 latest fan conspiracy theory is that they're not really on covid protocol la violette just doesn't like them oh weird which yeah, i've heard uh <laughs> There are several problems with that. Number one, it's totally <laughs> against the rules and could yeah. be like a finable offense. Sure, yeah. Um, number two, like that's just not how that works. Right. Um so yeah, I think I think you know, Vanacek's a rookie, but so was Matt Murray. So right. was Jordan Pennington. 
Now, do Oof. I think... <sighs> I hate that name. <laughs> oh, so do I. I don't like to say it, but he was a rookie, and that's all I'll say right, about him. yes. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, do I think he has the skill to eventually become a Matt Murray or a Jordan Bennington? Well, considering where Matt Murray and Jordan Bennington are now, probably. Yeah, yeah right. Like, it seems to me that those those rookie series or playoff runs were kind of the exception and not the rule, right? For those guys, and anything can happen in the playoffs. That being said, we've brought up a couple of other guys from Hershey to the Taxi Squad who can also play goalie. Mm. So that also tells me that Samsonov might not be back for some time. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, we kind of have a, a similar situation. It's not, you know, disciplinary related, but uh, Yaroslav Halak he went on the COVID list. He he had COVID and was out for for a bit, and he is he healthy now? I haven't heard much about him. He is healthy. He made uh, one start recently, but he has been. They made it uh, clear after the the regular season finale that uh, it's going to be a rookie for Boston, Jeremy Swayman, who's going to be the backup. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's been he played in ten games, nine forty five save percentage. He's been amazing, kind of like kind of what you're saying about Vanacek, kind of like unflappable, uh, really solid in net, Um, and you know the the net. Of a pin in your balloon and say that a lot of the games he played were against Buffalo and New Jersey, weren't they? True. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> um, still, um, I mean, I th- he's still a great goalie. Like, yes. there's no denying the skill that he has. Right. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, and you can grow your wealth the easy way by letting Wealthfront do the work for you. They can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax lost harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Just go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. And honestly, if he if he were to play in the playoffs, it would mean that Tukarask is hurt, or and that would be kind of the not a not a well, it would be a worst case scenario, seeing as he is he's the the guy that is going to if the Brewers are gonna win, it's likely Rask who will be kind of back in that 2019 playoff form where he was on track to win win the Consmite if if they had pulled off that series win against the against the St. Louis Blues. And so yeah, I think it's for me that is a definite advantage for Boston in this series is just having that experienced goalie. Um, not that 
like you said, Washington's goalies are very, very good, very talented. But if, if Samsonov is out, if Vanacek, for whatever reason, is injured, uh, yeah, then Look, do they turn to I Craig Anderson? or When I really wanted that, not that I'm mad about, well, the Verona Manza trade made me sad because I love Jacob Verona, but I'm not yeah. mad about that trade. No, yeah, man. But good. one of the things I said leading into the deadline, and those who listen to the pod know, I said out loud, I brought it into existence, I guess. I said, heaven forbid one of these two guys gets hurt in the playoffs. Is Craig Anderson really going to carry us? Right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that that could be a big, uh, a big tie turner is just that, uh, that goal tending and that It'll experience. It'll be like Colorado Avalanche was last year. They'll, we'll just, right, we'll yeah. just put a carousel of goalies in there and see how long we can make Might it. Bring Michael Hutchinson in. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that'll be definitely something to, to watch out. I mean, Vanacek, he, he impressed me in, in the games that I've watched, the games he played against the Bruins. I, I thought he was very – very solid, very, very good goaltender. Playoffs, obviously, a bit of a different beast. And, and the Bruins, um, they're, yeah, they're, I think they're, since the trade deadline, they're averaging like 36 shots a game. Um, so could be a heavy workload in a playoff, well, playoff style game. They're averaging higher than three goals a game, aren't they? Something yeah, dumb I like that. I think so. Yeah. They're averaging since the trade deadline. They're like second in, where is it? I tweeted about it earlier today. Yeah, they're, since the trade deadline, they're sixth in goals per game. Uh, They're second in shots per game. They're first in uh, fewest goals allowed per game. Second in fewest shots allowed per game. So that kind of shows, yeah, they're kind of clicking on uh, at both ends of the ice at a good time to be doing so. Yeah. and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that going against a team like the Capitals, where I don't know if John Carlson is out. I would imagine that. Uh, I will be... tell you one thing about John Carlson being out that has kind of changed the look of our defense a little bit now that mm-hmm. we're on the subject is the um, appearance of Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Mm. He's been on this team all season. Not a lot of people know that because <laughs> he's also been up in the press box most of the season mm. because Laviolette really liked the D pairs that he had. And for a while, for most of the season, it was Carlson, Dylan, Orlov, Schultz, Chara, Jensen. Mm. And Chara Jensen has survived. But later in the season, it turned into um dylan and schultz and carlson and orlov but now the carlson's been out trevor van reemstein has been called in like the cavalry mm-hmm. and boy has he answered the call he's playing really well in a pairing with brendan dylan and orlov and carlson are playing or orlov and um oh schultz are playing mm-hmm. together right so that seems that those D pairs have seemed to click pretty well, you know, in the few games that they've been together since John Carlson's been hurt. So I'm curious to see because Trevor Van Riemsdyk has been around the block. So <laughs> yeah. and he knows what it's like to play in the playoffs. He knows how to put 
that gear into, you know, into drive. And um, I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. I, I know that once Laviolette finds line combinations and pairings that he likes, he really doesn't like to mess around with them. Mm-hmm. I've learned that in this first season under Peter Laviolette. Um, much to the detriment of players like Trevor Van Riemsdyk and um, Jonas Siegenthaler, who is no longer a cap, who basically spent most of their seasons in, in the press box. I think, I think Trevor Van Riemsdyk has only – he's played less than 10 games for the Capitals all season. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Jonas Siegenthaler played like two before he got traded. So they were the seventh and eighth D and they never really got a shot because once Laviolette found what he liked, he stuck with it, even though at some <laughs> point he probably should not have in <laughs> its host's humble opinion. Um, yeah, that's interesting because on Boston's end of things, their top six going into the playoffs, they haven't oh, played it's like what 15 different defensemen this season. I think so. Yeah. The, the, the top six, I don't think they've, I think they play maybe one or two games together. Kevin Miller has been in and out of the lineup. Who knows if he'll be able to, to last a whole series. Um, Brandon Carlo, as we mentioned, was out of the lineup for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt Grizzlick in and out of the lineup. McAvoy missed a game here, there. So it's, yeah, you, you talk about kind of the Capitals finding, uh, <laughs> finding some pairings and sticking with them no matter what. It's, it's kind of been uh, – for Boston, like who, who can stay healthy, who can, uh, who can, who can play with who, I don't know if they've actually figured that out yet, what the actual uh, pairings will be. Uh, but it's kind of encouraging to know that, you know, their top six, they haven't really played together that much. And if they can click that, uh, yeah, should hopefully yeah. work out, uh, work out well. So I don't know. Is there anything else that uh, that we haven't touched on that that you think is worth bringing up before we get into kind of predictions or? Um. You have any Bruins questions or anything that uh, that you wanted uh, to know? Well, about? I asked about Trent Frederick. That was at top of yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I don't think so. Not that I can think of, although some of our conversation might spur on something else. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're both podcasters because we can talk about hockey, you know, until our faces turn blue. For so. sure, yeah. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Visit RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Their prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news, including baseball, basketball, hockey, football, UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> How are your, let's, let's put it this way, confidence levels heading into this series. What would you say yours is kind of on a oh, scale of 1 to 10 here? I am a well-seasoned Capitals fan. <laughs> and this season in particular has trained me not to even trust a five nothing lead in a game. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind a a the outcome of a playoff series. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> it's funny. One of my, I I'm in a couple of different hockey discords with a, a bunch of Cats fans in in most of them, and when you know we reached the part of the season a few weeks ago when players were starting to clinch berths which is a term that I don't like to say out loud. You know how some people don't like the word moist? <laughs> yeah, I, birth. Clinching, clinching births. <laughs> it's that combination of words. But and I was complaining about that. And one of my friends said, in D.C., we don't clen- clinch births, we clench butts. Yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't wrong. Um, you know, we've been trained very well to go, yep, we can play really well and we can probably win this series, but we probably won't because it's just the caps. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, to some extent, all fan bases are like that-ish. I mean, some fan bases are a bit more confident than others. Some fan bases are a bit more confident than they actually should be, in my humble opinion. Yeah, true. But, um. But yeah, in terms of, do I have a feeling about this? I think statistically, like the season series was split. Yeah. And what was it? Yeah. Oh, I guess it was like, yeah, four. It was four wins, four, four losses. Right. The a couple Bruins in overtime. Lost, yeah. The Bruins lost in overtime twice. Yeah. But as far as the Caps were concerned, their losses were losses and their wins were wins. And it was like um, 26, 25 goal advantage for, for Boston, despite losing uh, 8-1 in that one game, I should add. Yeah, <laughs> everything, you know, when you look at the stats, and you and I both have the same little list that I'm going to put on Twitter at some point of comparing, like, the whole season mm. series to the statistics yep. between the two teams, there's not a lot of difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Like, there aren't a lot of statistics on that list that you can point to and go, oh, see, there's the advantage. Like it, and like I said, this the series was split, and it wasn't even like you know, there were some very dominating games. It was the 8-1 game, but then I think the Bruins like won six to something, I think. Yeah, six three, the last game. That was kind of the that's the one I kind of look at the most since it was after the deadline. Um. Yeah, it's kind of hard to look back at the beginning of the season and, and draw too many conclusions about this Bruins team. I know the 
It's only a, a pretty small sample size since the deadline, but they have looked they look yeah, really good. Were, and yeah, they were lopsided games. They were really close games last mm, night. For yeah. example, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, even though we were actually playing the Providence Bruins, but still, <laughs> um, you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, the Providence Bruins looked good. Mm-hmm. They played, yeah, I they was, played a tough game. I was pretty shocked. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it didn't feel like, it, it felt like, it felt a little like a preseason NHL game, but it yeah. didn't feel like an AHL game. Like, it didn't feel like we were out there playing against an AHL team. Sure, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, there aren't a lot of things about this, you know, the parody, for lack of a better word, between these two teams in terms of statistically speaking, and I'm certainly no odds maker by <laughs> any means. Yeah. But just makes me as a as a fan kind of nervous. Cause I really do think this series is gonna go long. I think it's gonna go to seven, mainly because Boston likes taking teams to seven games. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they like it, but yes. It, they seem to have it a tends to happen, yeah. yeah. Um I think it's going to go seven and, and, you know, when you get to a game seven, it's up for grabs. Yeah. But I I don't think it's going to be a short series. Like I don't think it's going to be a Carolina Nashville series. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. That's going to be, it'll be done quick. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of the, it's funny. A lot of the one, four matchups you can go, Oh yeah. Kane's in four. Oh yeah. Well, Toronto's going to win against the Canadians. I'm not sure how long it's going to take them, but I don't think it's going to take them too long. Um, a lot of the one fours in the first round are kind of foregone conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the two, three matchups, I don't know. Pittsburgh, really Pittsburgh the Islanders that could go either way. I think too. Well, no, I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I tried not to think about either one of those the East- very often. I have a mental block when it comes to both of those teams. Yeah. Um, The East is pretty even all the way down, really. Yeah. Well, until you get to like New Jersey and Buffalo. But yeah. Yeah. The playoff teams. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're right. I think that could go either way. And I think, you know, with Barry Trotz's Islanders, I I heard Greg Wachinski say on on his Puck Soup podcast today that, that, um, you know, Really boring defensive hockey only has to score one more goal than you to win. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, they made the that, conference final last year. Yeah, and that's kind of how they've been doing it. Yep. It's not fun to watch for very many reasons, but it's there. Yeah, and I kind of well, I kind of hope they do beat Pittsburgh. Right. And that yeah. means if we win, that that we'll get them. But that also means that Pittsburgh we'll lose in the first round again and that will make me happy <laughs> yeah right well i think uh i might go out on the limb and say it's not gonna go seven and uh, boston's gonna take it in five i mean no sorry six i'll say six not five okay um i just think i was torn i was torn between six or seven but then i thought of all the infamous boston game sevens that i thought yeah. sure let's tempt fate yeah i think i, I don't know just this team since the trade deadline they've been one of the better teams in the league. And I don't know I, with 
especially with Washington's uh, I think if everybody was, you know, healthy, these lower body injuries weren't a thing. Uh, and you had Kuznetsov in there, Samsonov, the more highly touted goalie, even if Vanacek's been more solid, it would be uh, a different story. And that that's definitely going to be something to watch, but uh, if definitely. Boston Boston's healthy, they got Rask in there. I think that will give them enough to 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 get it done in six games. All righty. Well, you know, <laughs> either one of them gonna call the series for the other guys. Too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to be objective. But I just if Washington wins, I, I'll be uh, well. Yeah, definitely disappointed, but I'll be surprised too. Just not because of. They're a lesser team per se, but just because of these injury issues that they've had and uh, things like that. And just the way Boston has been playing since the trade deadline. Um, But I mean, like you said, anything can happen. It's probably destined to be a long physical series. Someone's going to get hurt along the way, I would think. And uh... (laughs) I have hopes that that, that the Peter Laviolette caps, will do better than the Todd Reardon caps. Now I know that that bar is kind of on the ground. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean I was I don't know anyone in Cavs fandom that was a fan of Todd Reardon at all. Yeah. But um I don't know. I think Obi's not getting any younger. Yeah. None of them are getting any younger. That might be another that might be another advantage that Boston has. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Washington Capitals are average age wise, the oldest team in the NHL. Right. Um, and you know, all of our big names, I think maybe with the exception of Kuznetsov are on the other side of 30. Yeah. You know, our goalies yeah, that are could be a factor for sure. The, our goalies are both good and young, but neither one of them, by the way, neither one of them has any playoff experience yeah i shouldn't yeah, say that's that. true the nhl playoff experience right, they yeah. both play down the in the a but oh right, yeah 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 uh, right. cool so, well yeah i think uh it's definitely going to be one of the more physical first round series for sure and if it does go oh, seven we'll have to uh, we'll have to get together again and, and preview that one for sure definitely definitely i look forward to it and i say that with my finger is only a little bit crossed. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun to watch, that's for sure. It is. It's always fun to talk to you too, Ian. Thank you. Yeah, so you much. as well. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Amy. So there you have it. Some first round playoff thoughts with Amy Rothenberger of Locked On Caps. You'll notice there I had a bit of a slip when I said Bruins in five. I meant to say Bruins in six. Uh, but you know. After having thought about it a bit, I don't think the Bruins will have that much of a problem with these Capitals. Everybody thinks it's going to be a long physical series, uh, but I think the Bruins' skill will rise to the top and they'll get it done. Uh, not easily, but I think at, at least in uh, in six games. If you haven't seen the schedule, Game 1 goes Saturday night. 7.15 p.m. Game 2, Monday at 7.30. So we'll be back on Monday to uh, take a look back at Game 1, preview Game 2, and uh, yeah, go from there. So I hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be on Locker Room prior to Game 1 and also on Twitter during the games if you want to uh, interact. Uh, thank you so much for the support. 
Thank you so much for subscribing. Those who do, if you haven't already, please do, and you will not miss any of the action throughout the playoffs, which we hope will be a long run. Uh, Happy Friday, friends. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again on Locker Room and then on Monday here on the podcast.